Welcome, 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 welcome back to another episode of Abundance Allure. So whether you've been with us or you're just joining us, I want to welcome you and pray that something that I say will resonate with you as you begin to elevate into the abundant life. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to ask you to do me a huge favor and hit that subscribe button so that you are alerted every time a new episode is uploaded because we are definitely going to go in depth with our topic of discussions, whatever they may be. So a million thanks to those of you who are who listening, who have already subscribed and you are enjoying the episodes. I would like to also ask that you do me a favor and give it a thumbs up and a review on whichever platform you're listening from. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you. Thank you. I really appreciate you. You just don't know how much. So let's go ahead and dive in on today's topic. Um, we're going to begin a series around the topic of add to your faith. And this comes from... Second Peter chapter one, where Peter is instructing the people to add seven things to their face. I like to call them ingredients where you take all of the ingredients and you mix them all together and voila, you have the perfect recipe. So in chapter two, I'm sorry, in second Peter chapter one, he's instructing these people to add these things, these components to their faith. And when they do, and all of these things are combined, then they will be fruitful in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So what are these seven ingredients or components as they were? First, there's virtue, and then knowledge, and then temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity, which is love. So we're going to do an episode on each one as we break it down so that we're all on the same page with what they mean and how to incorporate them in our everyday life. The goal here is to live rightly and to walk in righteousness so that the abundant life that Jesus sacrificed his life for us can chase us down because we walk in the righteousness of God. In Matthew 6.33, it states that when we seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all other things will be provided for us. So what other things? Well, there's abundance, there's health, there's a covering, which is physical and spiritual, and all of the provisions that we need. So this is about more than just money. As I said before, the abundant life is all-encompassing, meaning that it includes everything, health and wealth, love and relationships, and so much more. So let's get ready to dive in after the break. So I'm going to read 2 Peter to you, uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 2 through 10. I'm going to read to you first from the New King James Version, and then again from the message version so that you can get the full gist of what I'm saying, of what it is saying, actually. So in the New King's James Version, starting with um, verse two, it says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord and his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life 
and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Verse 5, but also for this very reason, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things are yours and abound in you, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Amen. So now let's read it from the message version of the Bible. Starting with chapter, um, with verse number two, it says, I write this to you whose experience with God is as life changing as ours, all due to our God's straight dealing and the intervention of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you many times over as you deepen in your experience with God and Jesus, our master, everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God, the best invitation we ever received. We were also given absolutely terrific promises to pass on to you your tickets to participation in the life of God after you turn your back on a world corrupted by lust. Verse 5, so don't lose a minute in building on what you've been given, complementing your basic faith with good character, spiritual understanding, alert discipline, passionate patience, reverent wonder, warm friendliness, and generous love, each dimension fitting into and developing the others. With these qualities active and growing in your lives, no grass will grow under your feet. No day will pass without its reward as you mature in your experience of our Master Jesus. Without these qualities, you can't see what's right before you oblivious that your old sinful life has been wiped off the books. Wow. Woo-hoo. Woo. And then it goes on to say in 10 and 11, it says, so friends, confirm God's invitation to you, his choice of you. Don't put it off. Do it now. Do this and you'll have your life on a firm footing. The streets paved and the way wide open into the eternal kingdom of our master and savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. That's some good stuff there. (laughs) So now let's simplify it a bit. What exactly is that saying to us? 
It is saying that, yes, all it takes is faith the size of a mustard seed to activate manifestation. That's true because that's the system that God put in place. And we see it happening in the lives of others, whether they follow the teaching of Christ or not. However, when you toss in these other seven components, these other seven ingredients, which are having good character or moral excellence, knowledge and spiritual understanding, the discipline or self-control, the patience, the godliness, the kindness, and most importantly, love, then you cannot fail in the things of God. You will be fruitful. It is a guarantee of God. It is a great and precious promise, people. You cannot fail. It would be impossible to fail in the things of God when you have completely aligned yourself to his righteousness and his kingdom, which is his way of doing things. Success is inevitable for you. The more you grow in these things, the more productive and the more useful you become in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So I want you to think about that. Just think long and hard about that. So today we're going to start with the first ingredient, and that is virtue. So what is virtue? In layman's term, it is high moral standards with emphasis on moral, high moral standards, not just high standards. It is having integrity, goodness. It is being responsible, being of service to others. Simply put, it is just moral excellence. Remember in the Gospel of Mark um, 5 and 30, and I also believe it's in Luke um, 619 and 849, when someone touched Jesus, he could feel virtue leaving out of him. He even asked the question of who touched him because he knew that a vital part of who he was had just escaped him and shared with the one who actually did it. So virtue here is very important. It is a vital component of how we should live our lives, who we should be. And so, and going back to 2 Peter in 1 and 3, it says, His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. He called us by glory and high moral standards, moral excellence. So being a person of moral character and excellence, we see that this is one of the key ingredients that is needed for the abundant life that Jesus promised. So I want to take a look at a very familiar passage in Proverbs 31. We are all familiar with the virtuous woman. And here, which I want to read to you again from the Message Bible, because I love the Message version of the Bible. So I want to read to you, and then I'm going to point out all the things that qualified her to be of a noble character. In Proverbs chapter 31, verses 10 through 31, it reads, A good woman is hard to find and worth far more than diamonds. Her husband trusts her without reserve and never has reason to regret it. Never spiteful, 
She treats him generously all her life long. She shops around for the best yarns and cottons and enjoys knitting and sewing. She's like a trading ship that sails to faraway places and brings back exotic surprises. She's up before dawn, preparing breakfast for her family and organizing her day. She looks over a field and she buys it. Then, with money she's put aside, she plants a garden. First thing in the morning, she dresses for work. She rolls up her sleeves, eager to get started. She senses the work of her work, is in no hurry to call it quits for the day. She's skilled in the crafts of home and hearth, diligent in homemaking. She's quick to assist anyone in need, and she reaches out to help the poor. She doesn't worry about her family when it snows. Their winter clothes are all mended and ready to wear. She makes her own clothing, and she dresses in colorful linens and silks. Her husband is greatly respected when he deliberates with the city fathers. She designs gowns and sells them, brings the sweater she knits to the dress shop. Her clothes are well-made and elegant, and she always faces tomorrow with a smile. When she speaks, she has something worthwhile to say, and she always says it kindly. She keeps an eye on everyone in her household and keeps them all busy and productive. Her children respect and bless her. Her husband joins in with words of praise. Many women have done wonderful things, but you've outclassed them all. Charm can mislead and beauty soon fades. The woman to be admired and praised is the woman who lives in the fear of God. Give her everything she deserves. Festoon her life with praises. Woo! Now that is a virtuous woman there. That woman <laughs> has it all together. So when we look at Proverbs 31, some of the characteristics um, that made her this noble person, uh, this woman of noble character, or this mighty woman of valor, I listed a couple of things that I want to share with you that I was able to pull from that. And maybe you can pull some others and that will be a good thing. Share them in the comments. I look forward to reading them. But first, she is a woman of noble character. She is valuable. She's trustworthy. She's helpful. She works hard with willing hands. She doesn't, from that description, she doesn't sound like a woman who complains. She's an investor as she trades and she sells her own products. She serves others. She's a homemaker. She takes care of her family needs. She's responsible. She's respected. She's a philanthropist as she looks out for the welfare of others. She's an entrepreneur and takes care of business like to say she's a business savvy entrepreneur. <laughs> so that's that's a person who take care of business right there. She's not lazy and she works late into the night. She faces challenges head on. So she's courageous. 
She is crafty and creative. She wears only the best. She even makes her own clothes. She represents her husband well. Her moral excellence precedes her. She is clothed with dignity. She is full of knowledge and wisdom. She teaches others. She's kind to others, even in her speech when she speaks to them. She's an overseer. She oversees those things in her household. She is praiseworthy by those who know her. She fears the Lord and does well by pleasing him. She is the virtuous woman. Now I want to ask you, my friend, are you virtuous? Whether you are a woman or a man who has joined in and listening to us today, are you virtuous? When you take a really good look at yourself, with all honesty, can you say that you are all of these things that are described in this passage that I just read about this woman of noble character? Are you virtuous? If not all of them, hey, I get it, then at least half of them? Can you say that you're at least half of those things? Are you this woman of integrity who is responsible, have high spiritual standards, who is honest and worthy of praise by those who know you, especially God? Because remember, he knows us best and he knows what's really in our hearts. He can see what no one else can. When no one else is around, God sees. So can you claim to be virtuous knowing that he sees everything that you do, every thought that you think, every feeling that you feel? Are you virtuous? Hmm? I want you to think about that. Really begin to ask yourself, Am I virtuous? There are four main takeaways here to becoming a woman of virtue. And I want you to think on these four things. First, know and remember that you are worthy. You're worthy in riches and in praise. You're worthy in the sight of God. Number two, take care of yourself while also serving your family and others from the heart. You always want to do it from the heart. Number three, always maintain high moral standards and integrity. Be a woman or man of your word. And number four, always, always be about the Father's business, which will reflect in your own. Your reward is priceless. Now, listen, you don't have to have all of the things that this woman in Proverbs is described as having. None of us do. I get it. But I wanted to lay it all out for you so that you can be more aware of the woman you are now and the one that you want to involve into that mighty woman of valor. There's nothing wrong with wanting to become the best version of yourself. It is a constant process of evolution, and that is never ending as long as we remain aligned and attuned to the nature of God. We seek ye first his kingdom.
and his righteousness. So think on those things. And after tuning into today's episode on virtue, and you realize that there are changes to be made within you, only you and God know what those changes are, then take the time to make them. Make the change. Be vigilant about being the best you, living your best life. You deserve it. You are worth it. You can have it. For you are worth far more than rubies. You are a virtuous woman. So we've come to the end of today's show on virtue. Be sure to come back next week as we dive into knowledge and spiritual understanding, and it's going to be good. So thank you for joining us today and talk to you next week.